What's up folks? How are you doing today? I'm super excited to come at you. So today I'm going to be talking about kind of like section, uh, like part two of chapter four. And there's an important discussion to have here in regards to building oneself up and having self-esteem and moving in through the world, moving through the world in a, in a confident way. Um, being confident, building confidence, cultivating this, this person, this self, and how you navigate the world and, and what your individual experience of that is and what sort of the collective experience of that is as well. Because we all have this sort of perception of what the world is, but everybody in the world is a human being and we're all having this experience. Um, and the judgment and all of this stuff that the world is full of nowadays, um, particularly with online culture, social media, lots of judgment, lots of negativity being passed around. It really inhibits one's ability to move forward in a healthy, confident manner. Um, so this is something that's super important to discuss. And uh, I want to start by saying, by saying yesterday, I, I really sort of, I'm more, I'm more focused on like the why of why you're building, why you're growing. Like obviously it's to be healthy, but why do you even want to be healthy? That's, you know, and that might seem like an obvious answer, but go listen to yesterday's podcast and uh, you'll see that there's more there just um, than what appears to be on the surface. Um much deeper answers, much deeper discussion that we're discussing. Um, and so I'm, I'm not going to touch that. Go listen to the last one. Um, but today what we're saying is, okay, now we're actually going to build it, right? We have the reason, which is the reason is essentially, I'll just really short. Like, essentially, you're, you're healthy for a reason. You're not, in, in the long run, like what's the point of things? Are you actually healthy just for the sake of health? No, the Health is there as a tool, as a facilitator for your life. So it's very good to be healthy, but it's really more of a facilitator. The health allows you to be a good individual. It allows you to uh, be in a good relationship, all of these things. So um, really trying to, trying to so really working on changing the mindset in the West. We have this, I think we idolize um, health and you know just for the pure sake of health um health for health's sake okay but for what like why like you know and and um you know it's there as a facilitator so because if you're healthy and you have a horrible toxic you can be people <laughs> is a bodybuilder healthy i i would say you know no in many ways it's a really conflated reality <laughs> a really inflated reality <laughs> you could say um, and, uh, anyways, my, that's, that's all of yesterday's episode. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but the point is let's get healthy, right? Because it's going to facilitate the rest of our life. So, um, it, building yourself up and being a healthy, strong individual. So what does that mean now? Now that we're actually connecting to that, now that we're actually moving into that space of like deeply cultivating yourself deeply building yourself, deeply laying down roots. 
and tapping into new spaces, new communities, new confidence, self-esteem, all of this that is like untouched in a certain sense. And untouched means scary and untouched means um, unfamiliar. But I think it's a very, very, very important discussion to be having around, particularly around self-esteem um, and, and like just healthy confidence in this day and age. Very, 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 very important to be talking about because so many people are just trying to compensate um, and, and, and do it all the time. And it's a daily battle for me too. It's also a daily battle. It doesn't just go away. It's not just something that just pops out once you have, once you're good, once you're, you know, on the, on the, on the path, you know. Um, it's a constant thing that you have to go through. And that's the whole work. It's the whole path of being a human being and cultivating, growing yourself as a human being. It's a spiritual pursuit. If it was just gone, then there would be no work that would refine you. The work is here to refine you. So in order to connect into the deepest spaces possible, right? The way that we perceive it in the Jewish culture is that you're here to, to connect the, to the creator of the universe in the deepest way possible. Do you know what, do you know what power, what energy, what mysticism, what beautiful uh, symbolism, what beautiful reality, what beautiful physical manifestation that is? It's the deepest thing ever. It's so much more than just sitting and meditating. Sitting and meditating is a Again, it's like health. It's a facilitator in order to bring you into the deepest connection into the, the possible, into human existence possible, right? So again, just contextualizing all of this conversation that we're having here. Now that we're moving forward and growing and becoming a healthy individual, like, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? And, and what is the experience of that. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with um, something that is to say that it's a long road. You know, this is, this is number one that I want to just put out there from the beginning is, is that it's a long road. Uh, you know, and this is one of the main things that I want to discuss in this chapter four of the discussion of the garden is that, and you hear this from um, like sort of ecosystem experts and like different people who are um, regenerative farmers and all these type of things. They'll say that you, you don't really see the ecosystem catch. And when I mean catch, like it becomes like, boom, like it clicks, it becomes unified. Um, it sort of bonds with itself, it, with each other. Like all of these individual parts become a whole, right? You don't really see that until about six years in six, seven, eight, give or take, whatever the situation is, you know, maybe five years or something like that. Like, but anyways, around six years, you don't really see it until around six or seven years in. Because all of those things are not developed yet. They're just, this is a tree, that's a tree, that's a bush. Over here you have something, over here you have something. And everything needs to, to harmonize and synthesize and become one, become unified. And that happens over time, it happens over seasons. Um, one of the biggest plagues of our mind, I think, that we're battling nowadays is this instant gratification. 
And it's so much deeper than just like what we talk about with a phone. It's, it's, it's like saying, you know, I'll tell you, per- I'm dealing with this personally as I'm building up our, you know, me and my wife, we're building a home, we're building a, a space, we're building our life together. And there's a lot to do there and there's a lot to build. We're building our businesses, we're building our lifestyle, we're building, we have really big goals that we want to do. You know, we want to have healing, we want to have healing centers, spaces where people can come and, and really, you know, grow and work on themselves and um, in a really, like, deep way, but also in a super grounded way. We want to change, I want to work on changing education systems, like major education systems in countries. Like, there, there's really big goals, but in the short term, what does it look like? It looks like mundane stuff. It looks like very mundane stuff, okay? And so that's, that's a major distinction to have and a major classification to, to really be putting into your mind is that like, especially early on here, it's going to be a slow going process that you're not gonna see that instant gratification right away. But eventually when you do get that satisfaction, it's gonna be so real, it's gonna be so real, you'll actually feel it. It's so real, you'll actually feel it. Like, the, the, the pleasure and the satisfaction that you get from, you know, getting a dopamine hit isn't a real, I mean, it's real for a, a, a you know, like for, for, no, for nothing. It's real, you pay nothing, you get nothing. You know, you're not actually, there's nothing there. It's just a, an illusion in a certain sense. So, you know, you can't build anything from that. And... And when you do build something, you'll actually be able to get real value from it. And that value is pleasurable. So when you go and you get a, you know, when you go and you build something, you know, you take the time, you're actually going to experience the benefit that you really get from that. And that, that is, that's the dopamine that we want. We don't want just the instant, you know, things going on in our life. So... So this is a really important point, and, and I'll tell you a story about this. When I was uh, in high school, I was at the end of high school, I was um, 18 or so, I was about 18, and I started doing martial arts. And I'll tell you, um, I, I now weigh like 160 something, 166 or 160, like 170, probably 170, it fluctuates kind of between 166 to 173. I have like a seven pound <laughs> sort of fluctuation, normal, like healthy fluctuation, depending on how much water I have in me and the food that I have in me and when in the day it is and, and all of these types of things. Uh, and that's sort of where I ha- I'm, I'm, I'm living. I have a good amount of muscle on me at this point. I'm like 5'11", maybe six foot, whatever, something like that. I have very little body fat. That's just my sort of, that's my, that's... I've never had body fat, but I've always been like 5% body fat or something like that, maybe less, like never had body fat. Um, So very lean and, you know, lean muscle at this point in my life, but I feel strong and I feel grounded. I feel stable. Um, When I was in high school, I was not that. I was very, I was very athletic. I was very um, active, very constantly doing never stopping always been moving since I was a kid Um, but I was just 
I was a tiny kid. I was like in high school, at the end of high school, senior year, I was 130 pounds. You know, I weighed like nothing. I was scrawny. I was wiry and active, but I weighed nothing. Okay, I started doing martial arts. I started doing jujitsu and Muay Thai. Okay, and um, I was I was really excited to get going into that. It was really it was like a fantastic outlet for me. It's so much energy. And what happened was after six months, it was six months. I remember showing up to school and I'll just tell you honestly like the 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 mindset that I was in I'll just tell you what my thoughts were at the time okay um I was trying to get into the army I was like I had a lot of energy a lot of like pent-up anger a lot of things that I wanted to release and um and and I was just in this mindset of like you know I would just dream up these things like constantly. If I was in a classroom, I was not listening to the teacher. I was like, if a if an, an attacker comes in with a gun, I want to position myself in this seat because it's going to be more advantageous for me when he comes in. That way, I can take him out uh, as quickly as possible. And I would just dream up all of these like certain things that were going on. I was just in this mindset. I wanted to be in combat. I wanted to like be in some sort of thing. So jujitsu and muay thai were fantastic for me. They were so good for me. Um, and I just started getting into this stuff and I was in class one day and I was sitting there and I couldn't, and I, and I didn't say this, I couldn't, you could, I couldn't say this for the entire school, obviously, right? Because the entire school, there's plenty of kids bigger than me and all this stuff. But I was sitting in this one class and I was like, man, looking around, I'm still like a buck 30, you know, like not super big, but very active, strong, you know, but wiry and. Um, and now I had skill. Now I had like six months of training under my belt and I was looking around and I was like, you know what? I could take care of any single person in this room if I needed to. Like all of the kids, the students in this class, I could deal with all of the students. And if it came down to it, all of the 30 or 40 kids in this class, I could, you know, I could, I could be, I would be able to take them out if I needed to you know, physically, I could choke them, I could whatever, all these things, right? Okay, so that's where my mind was at at the time. It was just in this constant, like, sort of almost like survival mode, right? Uh, I think a lot of kids in high school are in that mode, um, to be frank. Um, and and it, I remember this confidence settling into my system that I'd never felt in my life before. Like, I'd never felt, and this is after six months of training jujitsu. Um, going in there every day, going in there, not like really rolling. If you're familiar with jujitsu, not rolling really, you know, in our gym that I went to, I started at, it was like, they would, the, all the, the newbies, the rookies, they wouldn't let them just roll freestyle rolling, like grappling, like open, like just trying to submit each other because they don't know anything. They're dangerous. So they would just, you know, you would just sit there on the side and learn and you would do that for months until you finally built enough skill. And then they would put you with like some advanced people you'd start rolling doing free like live grappling um sort of uh you know live stuff uh you know with a with a with like a more experienced guy in from certain positions okay you're gonna mount him you're gonna be on top of him you're gonna try to choke him you know what i mean okay now go live and the other guy would let you go and try to get him and then you know he would reverse the position and he would you know whatever. So 
but it was a, from a very controlled space because they didn't want white belts just out there, which happens frequently, unfortunately. They white belts just out there free rolling. They have no idea what to do. They don't know what's dangerous. They don't know what's not dangerous. They start flying. They have no um, like consciousness on the map of like who's next to me. They fly into people. You have black belts who get injured on the map because a white belt flew into them out of nowhere. Um, and you know, it's the black belt's job to be really like conscious of the entire map, but of the, of the mat. But you know, the way that you do that is, is that you don't allow just complete rookies to come in and just be free rolling live open everywhere. Um, and you reduce lots of injury. You're able to teach them. And then, um, you know, you're able to build up these white belts who are starting from nothing. Um, and it's healthy, but it requires patience on the white belt's part and on the school's part. You know, it requires lots of patience. Um, you don't just get to go in and do what you want, right? Like, it's like, there's this, we all have this part of ourselves that's this immature part of ourselves that just wants to do what it wants. Who are you to tell me what to do? You know, I want to do what I want. It's like, okay, so you're never going to learn that. You know, you're never going to learn. You're going to come in here and you're going to, you know, want to just go live and do what you want and, and you don't have any foundations in order to, you know, move forward in this progression. So it requires a lot of uh, patience and um, sort of coming back and, and reserving yourself and checking that part of yourself that's saying, uh, I, I want my own self just free expression and, and taming that, pulling it back and learning how to listen sit down, be humble, think about it, listen, and, and be open to teaching and suggestion. That is like one of, I mean, if we could have more of that, that would be amazing. So, so six months, and, and that's just for the initial feeling of, of uh, you know, sort of settledness in, in the system, for that to start settling in. And then obviously from there, it just built and it grew. Um, and it went from there, but but the point is, is that you're gonna start growing your system. You're gonna start planting trees. You're gonna start getting into the garden, and you know what? In a week from now, you're not. You're barely gonna have anything. That's just the truth of it. When you're starting out, even in a year from now, you're you know you gotta just let things build and go. So, especially for people who are you know just starting out in certain paths in life. We have to be okay with taking short-term things that are just going to get you by. And this is a really important thing with jobs, building a business on the side, you know, taking work. It's just going to pay you, pay the bills, man. Like, that's what you got to do. You got to feed yourself, right? So, okay, so take a job that pays the bills. And it doesn't mean that you are now, oh, you're classified as, oh, how, you know, belittling of you, this individual, you know, oh, I, I have a job waiting tables. This is, this is who I am. This is my identity. And this is something that's also a very big problem. And it also, it's very, it's very, I'm, I'm not just going on random rants right now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm ranting, but I would, I would not say it's so random. It's, this is very related that the ability to identify in a deeper sense is is v incredibly important because it enables you to move through life and relate to things 
in a much healthier way. So when you're going and you're identifying yourself, like for example, as a soul instead of a uh, career, right? It's going to allow you to be a much healthier individual, right? Because you're not your job. You're not just, you know, well, and it, even if you have a, I'm the CEO of this company and I'm 25 years old and I'm crushing it and this is like what I do and I'm making seven figures, even if you're like all in the success realm, it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not beneficial for you to be self-identifying as a position because you're not a position. You're so much greater than position. So what happens when there's a downturn in the market, right? What happens when something happens and it affects that position? You're just setting yourself up for eventually, ultimately, at some point in time when something does affect that position, you're taking a hit on your, on yourself. And even, and even before that happens, even before something happens that's going to make you respond, uh, you're, you're very likely not satisfying the deepest parts of yourself because you're identifying with something that's more shallow than your deepest sense of self. Your deepest sense of self lives within in a much deeper way. It lives in your soul. And your, your job, just like your health, what we talked about, is there to facilitate the uncovering. It's there to facilitate the, the, the act of, of drawing forth what lives deep inside of you. And so... This is something that is, that is, you know, is very, like, it's a major point to think about because when you're talking about building up confidence and you're somebody who's just getting started and you just are, like, kind of emerging out of, like, a, depress, a depressive episode in life and, um, you know, you're trying to just build yourself up from, like, a low place... This is a really important discussion to talk about because where do you self-identify? If you're talking about self-identifying in a material thing, you're bound for failure, no matter even if you're the most successful person in the world of that. Because a lot of the times, the most successful people in the world are that are trying to fill a hole that's a black hole that they can never fill. So they're trying because so the success is created because they feel this darkness inside of them that they're trying to fill. And if they would just identify as a soul, as a deeper individual, they would actually be able to connect to that thing. They wouldn't need the success, right? There's a saying that like in the, in the Jewish uh, in the Jewish texts that it's like you know if you 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 should be you should be comfortable being like a water bearer, essentially. You should be comfortable just being a janitor. And you can live a happy, soulful, beautiful existence being a janitor. I mean, if everything's taken care of for you, right? If everything is... I mean, think about that. Challenge yourself. Really, enter into that space for a second. Do that. If everything's taken care of, if you have the money... Okay, oh, a janitor's not going to have the money. Stop, shh, listen. If, the, if you have everything taken care of, it's, it's positive money for you, you have your baseline things covered, you have food on the table, you can buy yourself and your wife and your kids, uh, you know, clothes, and you can take them out every now and again and go out on, like, a date and a fun, like, activity. If you have your bases covered and you have work, and you have 
everything that you need materially, what's the, you know, is there, what's the, what's the bother? Now I know there is a bother. <laughs> there is a bother in there. There's something challenging, but why, why? Because we haven't really connected into ourselves so much. So why can't we connect into a space where if that's what's actually good for you, if that's, if it's okay for you, if it's good for you, if it's taking care of your bills, why can't you live a soulful, happy, purposeful existence doing that and be a joyous janitor and make the day of tons of kids in a school and be like the best janitor in the school and just be like, you know, awesome and like all these kids, you know, just make them smile and you bring in candy for them and you high five them and like, you know, nowadays that's probably crazy. There's the rules against, you know, high-fiving or touching kids because all of this crazy implication of what their sexual stuff and all of this craziness. But if you could just go in and be a healthy, normal, happy, joyous person and, and with all the right intent and just everything right and all of this good, positive influence upon the world, what's so wrong with that? Now, that's going to be challenging for you. I I believe that that will be challenging for you in some way, shape, or form if you're listening to this. And that's good. Let's challenge. Let's allow that to challenge ourselves. Why do you need to be the most... If you have your bases covered, why do you need to be the most successful? Because I'm growing. Because I'm this. Because I'm that. Okay, so what's... But what are you trying to fulfill? Like, why... That's the question. What are you trying to fulfill with this? I get it if you need to like, I get it if you need to cover your bases. If you if you need to cover your bases, I get it. But what's the deeper, what, I'm ch- what's the deeper thing? What's the deeper thing? So, so, and this matters when you get to the conversation in regards to self-identification. If you're self-identifying as a successful individual, then that's going to be a problem when you know, when you're actually trying to connect to your deepest self because you're, you're connecting into a shallower space than what the, the reality of the deeper space actually uh, is and what, you know, really lives under there. You're not connecting down into that, into that, uh, the depth of what is, right? There's more there. And so that's, that unresolvement comes from that, missing uh missing the boat we're missing we're we're playing in the shallow end of the pool and we're like man i can't even like i'm trying to swim but my feet are always on the ground like you know i don't know how to you know it's like it's so frustrating i'm like so so somebody building themselves up from this space your garden is who you are your garden is where you go your garden this is who you are this is where you work but Another thing that we talk about in Judaism, you're not, you're not your things, you're not your actions, you're not your, uh, you know, your possessions, you're going to die, it's all going to go away, nothing, you know. So, more, more importantly, what are you? You're identifying as a soul. And so it makes it easier to move forward in life because you're not putting so much weight and emphasis on like what other people think about me and like what this could mean, what's the implication of that and like 
why should I, you know, go down this track? Maybe these people aren't going to like, you know, uh, like that so much. Who cares? You have to figure out what's good for you. If it's good for you, it's good for you. If it's healthy for you, and I mean in a deep, you know, whole way, a holistic way, a deep a way that's actually good for you. I don't mean good for you like you want to do it in uh, other people and, it, and it's not gonna be healthy for the rest of your ecosystem, but it's healthy for one part of the ecosystem, but it's not for the rest of the ecosystem. I'm talking about actually good for you. What's the right move, the actual right move? And is that move contrasted against your beliefs of I need to fulfill this or the judgment that I'm getting like what is like what's the delta of of the right move versus the move that I'm making because I'm trying to compensate for something right what's in that delta what's in that gap what's in that contrasted space there what's there and if you can identify in your deepest sense of self, you can make the right move, the actual right move that's going to be healthier for you to make and healthier for your entire ecosystem to make. It's healthier for you. It's healthier for your parents. It's healthier for your family. It's healthier for your, for your job. It's healthier for the whole thing. That's the, that's the point I'm making. It's healthier for everything, but you're not making it because of these associations. And so how do we... How do we identify that and then move forward and, 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 and sort of penetrate that space and move into the space that, that is actually good for us, right? Like maybe it's good for you to not be in this super hyper-competitive um, culture of comparison and all of this type of stuff around, you know, in the startup space. I don't know. Like everybody thinks, I think everybody nowadays thinks that they need to be just like in a startup or the CEO of something or like da-da-da or all this stuff. And, and the question is why, you know, why do you need to do that? Maybe it would be healthier for you if you go and just get a job like waiting tables somewhere, you can pay your bills without any like crazy worries and then you can build what you want to build on the side. Maybe that's like definitely the better path for you, right? But instead you're compromising yourself in like five different ways in order to go and work at this job because you feel like that's going to be better for you because all of this, whatever. Right? So as you're building yourself in life, we need to think about like our self-identification and who we are on the deepest level and what's actually going to be good for us and then move forward down that path in a way that is simple <laughs> in a certain sense. Just simple. Just simply move down that path. And when you're identifying in a deeper sense, you can feel actually really good about that. You know, because it is, it is simple and it is good for you. And so, um, so this is, this is really important. And then the second, that next part is that it's going to take a while. It's going to, it's going to, it's not going to, like, you're going to get a waiter job somewhere and then you're going to be waiting table. Like the reality is you'll work, you're going to wait tables for a while. Like, like, it's not like this, like fantasy. It's like, I waited tables, you know. You don't get to hindsight instantly. You don't get, like, you have to go through the thing first. And then, and then after, like, I don't know, a year, two years, three years, four years, I don't know how much time it's going to take. But, like, after some time, real time, then you can look back and be, like, in hindsight, be like, wow, that was, you know, it was a grind. I mean, I had to do it, and it was a grind, and now I'm here in this better, awesome state. Uh, but I had to go wait tables for a little while. So the reality is you're going to be waiting tables. Um, or whatever, you know, I'm using that obviously as a, as an analogy. So, 
or an example. Um, so it's gonna take some time for that system to catch in and catch up. You wanna build a business online? Okay, cool. There's obviously an a efficient way to do that. There's a track, there's a path, there's a way. And you should follow that and you should follow the most efficient path and you should do that. But you should also not have instant gratification mindset and give up if there's something that happens. You should also have endurance. You should also have grit. You should have toughness. You should basically be approaching this like from some sort of tactical mindset of saying like, I am approaching this from the, the most efficient way possible because I need to get the job done. And also, you should also be approaching this from the, from the mindset of saying, of saying, I need to have endurance and just continue on for the rest of my life. And so this is, this is a, a, an important um, duality to be holding with us. It's like multiple skill sets that are all required in order to get the job done. And it's, it's hard. It's not, it's a, this is the whole point. This is, a, these are, this is a thing to build. So... This is an ecosystem to cultivate, right? You have to plant those trees. You have to plant those plants and then take care of them and watch them grow. And the, you know what the reality is? You're not going to have, you're not going to have the, the patience and the endurance and the, um, you know, all of these things that like the person who's been doing this for 30 years has. And he has the mastery and the finesse in order to make certain judgment calls and decisions and patience and skill and expertise and grit and all of the above wound and bound together that makes his sword very sharp and particularly precise so that he can make the right move and continue making the right move over and over and over and over and over. You don't... You're not there yet, and that's okay, because your system isn't built up to that point, right? And so that's, that's, that's the whole point, is, is that there, you're going to have this time in the beginning where the ecosystem hasn't become unified, it hasn't become whole. You're going to have a bunch of plants and trees, and it's not going to exactly be an ecosystem quite yet. And that's, that's an important part to be um, keeping in mind, right? Because you're going to have to practice patience and endurance and efficiency and critical thinking and all of these things and you're going to have to be thinking about them and it's going to feel like a whole bunch of different things. It's going to feel like I thought, God, I'm juggling 30 things. I don't know how to do it. And, and it's going to feel like a lot. And it is because it is a lot. And essentially, this is something that has not become incorporated into a unified space. It hasn't become one ecosystem. You haven't developed the flow to be able to toggle back and forth and the fluency in order to have all of that in mind and make one unified decision that incorporates all of these different elements. You understand? So that is a really big, it's a really big point. And so at the beginning, things are going to be slow going. I want to start a business. I want to do this. I want to get spiritual. I want to uh, have a relationship. And it's like, I need to practice patience. Okay, I'm going to practice patience. And then you do that one. And then you do the next one. And then you do the next one. And they're all kind of different parts, right? And over time, and that's just how it's going to be. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to just go through the repetitions of that, of it's going to be um, a 
sort of non-unified space in the beginning because you're learning and you have to go and you can't outsource that. You can't just like hire that out. You can't be, you know, this is the whole thing with inner work. You can't hire out inner work. You can't hire out like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, like hire a VA to have patience for me. Like, (laughs) that's not how it works. It's, I'm going to have to practice all of these things and really develop all of these things into my system and start from nothing and start from the ground and start just doing it one brick at a time. It's like you're building a house, laying bricks. You're building a castle, laying bricks down. It's gonna take some time and it's gonna take a lot of hard work and it just takes repetitions and that's good. And after time, it's gonna start to unify into a whole. And as you continue and as you progress, you're gonna start to feel that unification. You're gonna start, it's like I was saying, after six months of doing martial arts, I started to feel that in my system. I started to feel the ground, the confidence. You know, that like, mm, I I feel much more settled in myself. Like, Just like I I feel good. I don't need other people's approval. I don't need to have to go through other people. I feel much more independent. I feel much more healthy. Um, I feel like I can fend for myself, all this stuff. It wasn't that way at first. It wasn't that way for the first six months of doing martial arts. It didn't didn't, didn't click in. The, The ecosystem did not become unified. And even after six months, it was still at its infancy stages. You know, it was still very young in that development. It was just, that was just when it started. But, you know, still at six months, it's like you can't feed a uh, family off of that. You know, you can't feed. That's just the beginning of it. So um, this is this is all the whole dialogue is is talking about growing an ecosystem, planting your garden, planting the right garden, planting the gar- what are you planting your garden for? You know, how how are you relating to the end result? Like what's the goal of a garden? Like we said, for me to be healthy. Okay? For what are you healthy? Like for what are you healthy? For what is your life? For who do you owe your life? For what do you owe your life? Like, for what are you here? Just to live and be healthy? Is that the whole point of it? There is a point, you know? We talked about that yesterday. We talked about that a little bit in the beginning. So, and then what are you planting? So there it is. You need to have a healthy space. So what are you planting? And, and is it actually accurate? Is it actually accurate for you? And then once you figure that out, you're going to have to have some patience. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to, once you do figure it out and you, and you have the, like, almost the confidence in, like, the Jewish word would almost be, like, the chutzpah nowadays. The chutzpah, if you've never heard that word before, it just means, like, a little bit of the, air, not arrogance, it just means, like, a little bit of the, how do you describe it? It's like, uh, I know people right now are listening who know this word, who are, like, you, you, it's like this. Uh, like, I, how do you describe chutzpah? Um, it's it's like a little bit of attitude. It's like you gotta have the attitude 
to be able to like say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And you, in a healthy way, in a healthy way, there's an, there's a, there is a place for that, right? Because what if the world wants you to go and run and be unhealthy? You have to have the chutzpah to say no. What if the world wants you to go do drugs? It's like the classic. What if the, your mom's like, what if, if everybody runs off a bridge, are you going to run off a bridge? And you're like, you know what, mom? I would, I would run off a bridge. If I had a parachute, I would run off a bridge. If I had a backpack filled with, you know, if I had a jetpack, I would run off a, like, you know, obviously, because you're like, uh, you're, because you're a chutzpahdik, a young little uh, lad, right? So all the kids answer in some chutzpahdik way. Um, but uh, anyways, <laughs> what am I saying? Um, you have, sometimes you have to have that attitude a little bit in order to make that proper decision for you. I remember that being the case for me when I was younger, especially in your teenage years, when there's a lot of pressure, teenage, young adulthood, like 18, 19, 20, 21, young 20s, like you just have to have a little bit of that attitude of like people are like, you need to become a lawyer. And you're like, uh, you need to not tell me what to do, <laughs> right? Because that's not what I'm going to go do. So there, there, there is a place for that, right? And that should be done in a healthy way. It should be done in a respectful way, um, right? Obviously, I, I wouldn't tell that to somebody to their face. Um, but my point here is, is, is that when, when the world wants to tell you that you have to be a successful individual and that's the end-all be-all and the whole point of the world is to be a successful individual and your whole value based as a human is based off of if you were a successful individual, particularly monetarily, uh, and if you've achieved monetary success, uh, particularly by doing X, Y, or Z, then you've been accepted into our sort of, you know, our doors of of a qualified individual who has succeeded in this world, and you mean something, right? And that might not be the direct attitude of everybody. It might not be the, you know, the attitude that everybody's saying on, you know, consciously, but there is a massive um, projection of that in the world, right? Again, I'm, say I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, everybody's doing that with that intention with like, I'm trying to put people down. I'm trying to quantify people by their levels of success. I'm trying to X and Y and Z and all of this stuff. Right. But the reality is, is that happens a lot in it. And it is, uh, all, all too frequent in our world of, you know, basically finding that self identification in things. So the problem with finding that self identification in things is, if you have small things, you're a small person, <laughs> right? Which is not true. Some of the best people in the world have small things, but some of the best people in the world have nothing. Actually, some of the best people in the world have nothing specifically. Like, they go out of their way to have nothing, right? And they're the best people in the world. Why? Because they, they've brought themselves to be such a beautiful individual on the inside, and if you, you could have so much stuff on the outside and it doesn't mean anything because you're a wicked individual. So, and, and people might be like, well, yeah, duh. Okay, but you know what? The culture is one that, that, that brings forth this type of attitude and this mindset. So, so we have to really, 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 first, I'm not talking about anybody else. Do it for yourself, just for yourself. We have to drop into this for our own self, saying, I 
just for me need to think about this. Like, what do I, who am I? <laughs> and the suggestion that I would make to you in that regard is you're a soul. You're a soul and you're a deep soul and you have a beautiful soul and you're in, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You could have the worst, crazy, most chaotic environment full of trauma and hardship and crazy, ridiculous stories that are endless that this world is full of. And you're still beautiful because you're a soul and you can't, you know, on the, on the deepest level, you can't change that. You can't, you can't alter that. You can't make that go away. You can't change yourself in that deepest, I mean, in this, you can change yourself, but I'm saying you're there to grow yourself, but you can't negate this essential self. You can't get rid of this essential self. The ducks agree with me. You hear that? The ducks agree. You can't get rid of your essential self, right, ducks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, because it's always, it's always going to be there. This is some of the deepest teaching that we have from the Jewish lineage, from the Jewish, the depths of Judaism. At the, like, there's so much to talk about around this topic, but just really short and just not to, not really doing it justice in the fullest sense, but very short to sub summarize the entire thing. You're a soul and you're not your body. <laughs> you have a body, but you're not your body. And that's why health is not the end all be all because you have a body, but you're not your body in a, in the deepest identification, the sense of the word of identification. You are a soul. And you have a body. And the body is there to facilitate the growth of and, and the cultivation and the expression of your soul. And, and in that sense, your body matters greatly. Like, the body is very important. But we have to understand why. That's the difference. That's the important part. It's not to say that you should always be... Uh, no, of course. I, it's not to say that you should just, like, you, you know, forget it and... and not integrate it and be very you know, unhealthy and forget about this whole thing and money doesn't matter and you should be poor and just focus and sit in, in, a, in a cave all day um, and forget the world and just focus on your, on, on your soul. No, it's not that. It's you live in this world and the world is here as a challenge in order to bring you forward. You should be working. You should be taking care of your family. It's a responsibility. You have a family. Take care of them. That's just the whole point. But for what? So you're a soul, you're not a body. And, and, and for this, we're growing our garden. For this, we're cultivating our space. For this, we're cultivating ourselves. In order so that our soul has a deeper connection with the, its source. <laughs> because where does your soul come from? That's the next question. Where does, who's, Okay, fine, I'm a soul. So where's my soul? Where's the, from where is my soul? Can't, where's that go down? You know, what, what happens in that room? Where's the soul come from? You know, so that's okay. So then there's a source of the universe, and we call that God. But, you know, God, you know, you could change words if you want to, but essentially it's this source who is emanating life. He is the creator of life. And, and uh, you know, I want to drop the religious 
associations and connotations, right? Forget the, the organized religious associations. Let's just talk in a spiritual sense for a second. There, there's this source energy that is emanating emanating matter out into reality on a constant basis and upholding it at all times and pumping life through all things in every moment. And there's grass and there's trees and there's wind and there's birds and there's bees and there's all of these beautiful things as you can hear it in the background behind me, right? And where do all of these beautiful things come from? Where, do they all, where does it all stem from? What is pumping the grass? And what is fueling the trees? And what is blowing the wind? And what is, and where do we get our energy from? Where do we get our deepest self from? Right? This is that energetic source code that we all are a part of, right? All in the matrix of just, the matrix is just, we're all ones and zeros in the program and everything is one and zero and, and there's this code to it. And we are integrated into that. And, and there's deep mysticism. This is deep mysticism. <laughs> there is deep mysticism. And that, that is deep mysticism. That is the whole thing. And so you have a soul. There, you have a source also. And our point of our garden is to facilitate the growth of our soul so that we can have a relationship with our source. So to that extent... Your garden, you who you are, who you manifest in the world at your character traits, your job, your skills, your behavior, your your physicality, your relationships, your reality, your home, all of these things are incredibly important. They're so incredibly important because they facilitate you having a relationship with your source. And the important part is to be aligned and, and accurate with that. And to the extent that we are, we can live a very purposeful, deep, connected, powerful life. I don't mean power as in like accumulating power, but power as in like your plugging into the power <laughs> like you're plugging into like power out of a wall circuit right like a wall socket like you you are in the circuit of energy that is flowing right and when we we disconnect ourselves from that we we remove amounts of of percentage of that sort of flow of that source that source code that source flow of how you know there's a hundred percent of energy that you could be receiving and the more that we distance ourselves, we go down to 80, 70, 60, 50%. Some people are only receiving trickles. People, you know, when we're depressed and when we're down and out in life and we're very far from who we are, from our deepest sense of self, when we're very far from that, 
that's what we're only we're, we're receiving trickles of just drops of, of water that are just barely keeping you alive it's like and I'm gonna go under if I don't have another drop ah here's another drop just enough to keep you alive that's aha and that drop in some ways pleasurable it is obviously because it's keeping you alive but in many ways oftentimes we think that life is just getting by or struggling or having this pained experience and that the only pleasure is when we get back to a baseline type of thing of I'm alive oh my god and this relief and this good feeling this good sensation only exists because there is only one percent and the reality is is you can plug into that source code in a hundred percent and it's so (laughs) right now it's so far outside of the current realm and awareness that that you and all of us we me every because this exists for everybody in some way shape or form it's so outside of our awareness in our existence that we only believe that it's this far and that it can go this far and that's our belief system that's the edge of our our space we call that our vessel and that's the edge of our vessel and I can only grow this far in life because that and so now the work becomes breaking down your vessel and expanding your vessel and the expansion of your vessel or your garden The expansion of your garden for the sake of connection facilitates the the depth and and the the greatness of that relationship that you have with your source, with the energetic wellspring that fuels this life. Okay, so to that extent, we're trying to grow our garden. We're really trying to grow our garden. And to that, it could be that, that like at certain times, that means that you really need to build a business and like you need to really build a successful business. And at other times, it might mean that like you really need to just be focusing on inner self and you need to be focusing on family. And it could be that all of this is combined into one. <laughs> and it could be that all you need to be getting humble and it needs to be that you are getting rid of old associations and that you're totally stripping down your entire thing and we're getting back to the basics all of this i mean you know in various seasons of our life this is the whole analogy to the garden in various seasons of our life the the work is going to look different in the winter it looks like this in the summer it looks like this you know in the first three years it looks like this in the first 10 years it looks like this etc etc so it's it's the work's always going to be different but but let's just make it clear again that that we're really trying to expand our garden we're really trying to to grow our our space because that expanded garden is this expanded vessel that facilitates growth it facilitates the growth of you as a soul which now enables you to connect into this world in the deepest way possible that that is unfathomable it's outside of of the realm of imagination it's outside of the realm of your mind currently like your mind can only like your mind is a great tool but it only does so much <laughs> 
right? Like there's things outside of your mind that you just can't understand currently. And then when you do, it's like, right? It's like there's that classic saying of like, I have my known knowns, I have my known unknowns, and I have my unknown unknowns, right? So there are unknown unknowns out there. It's like, your mind's like a rock. It's like, or sorry, your mind's like throwing a rock. <laughs> not like a rock, it's not that dull. <laughs> uh, but your mind's like throwing a rock and you can throw your rock however far. It's like a muscle, you know, you can throw, it's a very great muscle and you could throw it maybe a hundred yards. It's like, whoa, you can throw it a hundred yards. That's a long distance. Okay, but it's not 200 yards, you know. So there's, there's distance that you can't understand right now. And for all of us, I'm not saying like me to you, like I have this da-da-da that you can't understand. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying everybody for an individual. Everybody for their own. For me, I have things that I can't understand. And that's the whole point of the garden is that you're working on yourself in order to get to this space of expanded awareness, which means expanded awareness. Just means expanded self, expanded growth, expanded being. And then that expanded being enables far greater connection in the relationship that you have with your source, with the source of the universe, and with all of the other relationships that you have in this life as um, sort of smaller versions of that big relationship. So your relationship with your spouse in this world is a smaller uh, relationship to the relationship that you have with the source of the universe from where your soul comes from. Okay, so that's um, a lot. I would say go back, maybe listen to it again, because this is some sort of foundational tenets about like the discussions that we're gonna, that we are having, have been having, and will continue to have. Um, but uh, this is this is good, guys. I, I want to, uh, I got to move on and uh, move into the next thing in my day. But this is a powerful discussion to be having, and really looking forward to diving deeper. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Have an amazing day. Think about this. Um, there's a lot to chew on here, so I would recommend going back, listen to it again, because there's really so, and like I'm saying, listen to it again. Why? Not like it's not my teaching. You understand? This isn't my like content. I'm bringing things down from a different place. I'm bringing things down from sages who are much, much wiser than me. I'm not like coming up with new things here, okay? So listen to it again, not because it's from me, specifically because it's not from me, because it's from, I'm just the messenger. There's, this is information and wisdom that is coming from thousands of years old before, before anything, like before, right? Okay, so this is, this is very deep content here and um, can really, 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 really serve you um, as you are growing not just your career, but your life, okay? <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a fantastic day.